up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Shushy Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how are you doing? Steve, doing well. Got a uh, exciting week of football here, starting with a pretty exciting Thursday night game coming up. Yeah, yeah, it'll be another uh, another good week. Um, I am fresh off a trade. Yeah, big big trade, and they were throwing some offers around. Yeah, finally got one to hit. Yeah, yeah, a uh, my Chase Edmonds and Garrett Wilson for AJ Dillon, um, who popped up on the injury report this week. Um, <laughs> great timing, um, mm-hmm. but. Um, a good slam. He's got the the Patriots this week, which could be tough. But then Giants, Jets, Washington, um, Buffalo is tough. But Detroit, Dallas, Tennessee. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of good weeks in him, and I could use a running back for the zero RB kind of team. So, um, mm-hmm. plug right into the starting lineup. I cannot trust uh, Daryl Henderson anymore. Seems like Acres is getting his legs out from under him. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed that as I was going through. Um, the one league that I kind of went similar to your work league with a zero or hero RB. Um, and he's like one of five running backs that I have from like two to six on my team. And yeah, he was like the shoe in second guy. And now he's kind of fallen by the wayside as he's not getting the touches or at least as many as we would you know saw earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's a shame. And then, you know, Garrett Wilson, young upside, it could be a league winner, but um, you know, eventually I'll be sporting Jefferson, Diggs, Sutton, and Hopkins. Um, and in the meantime, I got Dorch in there, who's been, you know, great. So I I can afford yeah. to lose him. The uh elusive wide receiver handcuff there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pretty uh pretty rare. I'm also looking at my team and I have all negative matchups, which is Oof. not good. You're two and one? Uh, one and one two. And two. Should be two and one Ooh, because I had there. the third highest points scored in the first week and lost to the <laughs> number one. So yeah, not a great year for luck, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, hey, you ready to uh, jump into uh, some start set stuff? Yeah, let's take a look. We got some interesting uh, quarterback ones here to start. First one, uh, Tua Tagovailoa at Cincinnati. Kyler Murray at Carolina. Yeah, uh, I, you know, given the the injury stuff that happened last week, I'm not sure if I'm, you know, like I haven't heard anything about him being like out or anything. Just kind of concerned. So I, I think I'd probably mm. go with Kyler, despite Arizona not looking all that great. Um, but that's just me just kind of being worried. And, you know, I, I wouldn't want something to happen. I know like Tua was complaining about his back hurting. And they focus on the head. Like, I hate for him to take a hit. It really be a back thing. You got two points and the guy's out mm-hmm. of the game or something. Um, so I'd probably shy away from that and go with Kyler. What about you? Yeah, I'm with Kyler as well, especially being the Thursday game, you know, coming off of the injury, short week. You know, there's a chance he gets hurt early on and you started your quarterback there on Thursday and you only get a you know, few, few plays, quarter, year and a half. You know, that's going to be pretty big of a setback both on the road um think since he's a better defense and since he you know needs that win so i think they're going to come out firing so i definitely think that's going to be a you know tougher game there's just a lot more volatility with tua versus kyler against carolina they're you know not playing the best football right now but you know carolina i feel like is a uh 
is a good matchup for anybody that needs a win and needs to get on track. Carolina has been, you know, pretty up and down despite having some pretty good weapons on offense. And I think they had a pretty solid defense last year, um, but they just haven't been able to really get it all together here. So I think Kyler makes more sense. Yeah, perfect. Um, next up here, we got uh, Jared Goff versus Seahawks or uh, Derek Carr versus the Broncos. Yes, yeah, a tough one. I think I lean Carr. I think that could be a higher scoring matchup. The defense there for Las Vegas has not been good. So we're banking on hopefully the Broncos getting on track and scoring some points there. The Broncos defense has been solid, um, but a home game there in Vegas for Derek Carr. So I think that makes more sense to me than Goff with what could be some limited weapons. Um, and Raw. Limited practice. We have DeAndre Swift not practicing. Definitely has some other guys that he can utilize, but those are definitely the two key cogs. Uh, and if you're missing one or both of those, that's definitely going to limit Goff. And uh, Seattle's been a stingy defense. One I don't think many people thought was going to be very good, but they've definitely been, you know, at the very least, uh, a thorn in the side of some fantasy that we have seen here with Russell Wilson early on, a few other offenses that they've played. So, yeah, I'll go Derek Carr. What about you? I probably, I, I think I'm leaning golf. Um, I don't know why, though. <laughs> like, we were just talking about him and how, like, you know, they've been good, and he's had one good week, but his other weeks have been kind of average, like below average, really, like below the 20-point mark, which is not what you want for a quarterback. Um, Ricard's been above that 20 mark, um, in two of his three games, which is important. Um, I don't know, like something I can look at that Raiders Broncos game and something about that screams like nine to six boring, nothing game. And maybe it's just cause <laughs> it's divisional. The Broncos are struggling and the Raiders aren't as good as people wanted. And maybe all that's just combining into that stupid kind of feeling. Um, meanwhile, the lions are, are kind of the opposite. And even though they're one and two, they've looked good and been, you know, could be three and oh, really. Um, <clears throat> uh, so I think I'll go with golf. I don't know if the logic backs that, but <laughs> that that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to go with. Nah, that's fair. Um, our next matchup here. We've got last quarterback Stafford at San Francisco, Cousins at New Orleans. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean Stafford here. Um, both not hitting on expectations. Um, Stafford probably with the tougher matchup uh, with the San Francisco defense being really good. But, you know, Lattimore goes in there and shuts down Justin Jefferson and, and Cousins just doesn't seem to get it done. Um, so I, I'll, I'll go Stafford here. I don't mind either of them, but I'd go Stafford. What about you? Yeah, I lean the other way. <clears throat> Luckily, it's not a primetime game for Cousins, so you can hope that you get the the good Kirk Cousins. Uh, but I think that San Francisco is going to want to run the ball, and I could see L.A. also focusing on running the ball. So I think you know maybe it's more of a 50-50 split, but I see that being a more run-heavy game than the Minnesota-New Orleans game. I think that could be a little bit more passing. We'll see. I know Jameis was limited as well, so that could change if Andy Dalton's starting. But he's no slouch as well. I mean, he can definitely he can definitely manage the offense, play well enough. Um, and yeah, Lattimore's definitely a concern for Justin Jefferson. But KJ Osborne had a good week last week. Thielen's still there, even if, especially I think if um 
then when Cook is out, you know, we see Madison, we see some of the other running backs there. They could, they could rely a little bit more on the passing game and Kirk. So I'll lean Kirk Cousins here, but I think that one's close. Okay, moving over to the uh, running backs here. We got two of them here, Will. First one, PPR. Uh, Hunt at Atlanta, not Atlantic, as I so kindly <laughs> put in here. Or Ramondre Stevenson at Green Bay. Yeah, that one's interesting. I lean Hunt here. I think for me, he's just a focal point of the offense. You know he's, you know, regardless of how good Nick Chubb does, Hunt is going to be involved. Whereas I think you know, a lot of times it's more of a hot hand in New England. Nemec Jones scares me a little bit that I think that could be could be more. You know, maybe the both teams try to establish the run, but I think Green Bay is, you know, at home, solid defense, you know, backup quarterback. Uh, I think they're going to want to try to lean on the run, but I can see Green Bay getting up early. And you know, we always like to talk about garbage points, but I feel like a lot of the numbers point to. You know, the team ahead usually being the better overall fantasy options than the team behind. You know, maybe there'll be, you know, one or two players that benefit from it. But, you know, I, I think you probably have, you know, more upside in PPR with Hunt than Stevenson. And just overall, I think, you know, Hunt's going to be more utilized. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I have anything more to add. Um, I trust him more. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, for all your points, I'm I'm going with Hunt too. Nothing more to add there. Yeah. Uh, last running back here, half PPR, Brees Hall in Pittsburgh or J.K. Dobbins at home versus the Bills? Yeah, a uh, an interesting one. I am not ready to trust Hop- or Dobbins yet. Um, came back last week, so that's promising. Didn't get a lot of work, so that's not promising. Um, <laughs> he's still, he was limited in practice, uh, which I guess is to be expected. If you're limiting in the game, you're probably still limiting in practice too. Um, and then he's got a really tough matchup against the Bills. Um, so there's not a lot of reason for me to want to start him yet. Um, I think Hall's probably got a better floor and better upside. So I will uh, happily stick with Hall there. You? Yeah, I think, you know, maybe you could say like the moonshot upside is Dobbins is back. He's the guy and gets all the work. I think there's a pretty low percentage chance that's the case. Um, but you could you can maybe make that argument uh, versus Brees Hall or Brees Hall being, you know, clearly a healthy, you know, utilized in the offense. You know, I think he, uh, he's averaging, I think, seven carries a game. And, you know, I think he's had six catches, uh, almost double digit targets in two or three. So he's definitely getting the work, and he only got in the end zone once. But imagine that changes. But he, in half EPR, he had 12 points despite not scoring. So, you know, getting up above 90 yards, you know, 19 opportunities with the targets there, 14 touches, is exactly what you want to see for him. And I think it's you know only going to get better as we move along in the year. Yeah, makes sense. Perfect. Uh, moving over to wide receivers here, will PPR. Uh, Juju at Tampa Bay or Garrett Wilson at Pittsburgh. Man, tough to trust really any of those Kansas City offensive web receivers. Um, I don't know that I want to take a shot on him, but Wilson, you know, I think coming off the injury, as far as we know, he's he's healthy, right? Yeah, he came out the, I guess the game before, but six for ten, it looks like um, sixty yards here in his the last game, lost to the Bengals. I you know he did exit briefly, but it looks like he did come back in. But you know, it was, it was shot to the ribs, so 
monitor that throughout the the um the week. But I, I just like the upside there of the first round pick that is being utilized early in his career here. So far, eight targets, fourteen targets, ten targets. So you love to see him being utilized early and often, getting him the ball, and you know it's going over a hundred yards already. Um, two touchdowns that one big game. But even though you know coming down to earth game, he still had six catches for sixty yards and ten targets. So I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson here. Someone I think you and I are both happy to see producing, you know, given that he was one of our rookie picks in our dynasty. League. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know that I'm happy to start him this week, though. And it all comes down to Zach Wilson. Like if he it looks like he's lined up to start and be OK, in which case, mm-hmm. where do the targets go? Are they the same quality or the same quantity that we saw with Flacco? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. But. Like you said, on the other side, you know, Juju's a dart throw. Like I don't know what's going to happen there. Like it really doesn't matter. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I think I'm gonna go Juju because I'll I'll trust Patrick Mahomes. And like if I'm gonna take a dart throw, I'd rather you know take that chance with Mahomes than you know hope something continues with with you know Zach Wilson taking the reins. Um, it definitely could see it going the other way, like very easily. Um, but I just, I don't trust Zach Wilson. I need to see it for a week before I believe in it. Yeah. Can't argue with that. I mean, I, I actually grabbed Zach Wilson in a few places that I didn't really have a steady QB. Not planning to play him this week, but you know, I'd rather have him rostered and stashed on the bench. See what you have out of him after that, then have to spend some waiver fab on him. So, Definitely don't mind scooping him up somewhere and, and just kind of taking a look and, and, you know, obviously hang on to all these Jets pieces because, you know, you never know what's going to what's gonna happen here. Could look good, could look bad, but you want to be prepared, uh, you know, if it is if it's an upside not have to spend all that fab. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next one here, Will, half-point PPR, um, Corey Davis at Pittsburgh um, or Allen Robinson at San Francisco. Yeah, I think this one is pretty easily Aaron Allen Robinson. I think both of them have some volatility when it comes to targets. I mean, just in the offense, you have two good young players. You have S three if you count Brees Hall, and four if you count the you know that that is both running backs, Tyler Conklin, all being utilized. Corey Davis is in there, but we don't know what the share divvying up is going to be with that offense. Um, versus you have. Yeah, the running backs are somewhat involved there in, in L.A., but uh, Allen Robinson is clearly the number two receiver. Skoranek is being utilized kind of all over the field. He gets his targets as well. Uh, Higby's going to be involved, but I think you have you know more pure upside with A-Rob, and I think there's you know similar, if not a higher floor. I'll take Allen Robinson. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, copy-paste my argument from... Uh... <laughs> from Garrett Wilson and, and applied to Corey Davis. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be trusting him, you know, when Alan Robinson's there with Stafford and, you know, he's got a tough matchup, but I'll believe in that before I believe in Corey Davis with Zach Wilson. That brings us over to our last receiver matchup. We've got EPR Curtis Samuel at Dallas, Brandon Ayuk versus the Rams and Elijah Moore. Maybe you copy and paste that argument over again here at Pittsburgh. So we're just going to remove him right away. Um, and then uh, the other one is 
I think pretty easy. I'd, I'd go with Curtis Samuel. Um, you know, he's getting plenty of work in different ways. Um, you know, not the hardest matchup against Dallas, not easy, but not hard either. Um, and I'd imagine giving what we've seen from the Washington defense, they'll be in a position where they'll need to throw the ball. Um, where Ayuk, you know, I don't know what to make of the 49ers offense right now. I, I like Ayuk more with Jimmy G than I did Lance. Um, if you need sky high upside, I think Ayuk probably has more of that than Curtis Samuel, but his floor is non-existent. So, um, I, uh, go and court Curtis Samuel here. Yeah, it's weird to say that that is is, is the case. You know, you, you think about it preseason. You have the good second year player in in Elijah Moore, Brandon Ayuk, third year or fourth year guy, and then you have Curtis Samuel who's not been able to stay healthy. Never really thought you've been taking that player here in this comparison, but it is. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think you have the the floor there for sure with Curtis Samuel. He's getting the carries. He's also getting targets. And I think Washington looking to have a bounce back game. Now Dallas's defense has been pretty stingy and kind of kept that team afloat here with Dak out. Obviously Cooper Rush and the offense have done enough to win games, but it's been really that defense that's been stifling some teams. So it's definitely a little concerning, but I think divisional matchup, you know, you should see it a little bit more competitive than we saw with the Eagles and the commanders last week. So I will, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll second that here, Curtis Samuel, but I think Ayuk's pretty close there for me as well. Okay, moving over into the world of flex. Uh, PPR, we have Mostert at Cincinnati, Garrett Wilson at Pittsburgh, and Devin Singletary at Baltimore. Yeah, that one's tough, and then that's why, you know, this is in that flex realm. Um, we'll see with Chase Edmonds, and, you know, Mostert. We'll see how that's divvied up. But you know, with the uncertainty of Tua Thursday night game, I think he'd be the first one that I cross off here. Um, so it would come down to Garrett Wilson and, and Singletary, and I think it would be an upside versus a you know, versus a safety. I think Garrett Wilson has the upside, and if he continues to get the targets we saw, he probably is the top scorer of the bunch here. You know, barring you know double you know multiple touchdown game for one of these running backs. But safety-wise, I think you're looking at Singletary, which what could be a pretty high-scoring matchup. So he's going to be, in, you know, hopefully involved with the whole game. I think that's been part of the issue for him. Bills have been crushing people, and they've been bringing Zach Moss in, in the fourth quarter. Uh, whereas I don't think we're expecting that here with Baltimore. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. So probably lean Singletary here, uh, but I think there's definitely some upside for Garrett Wilson. Yeah, same. You know, my. But, you know, Garrett Wilson's story, same as before. You know, I agree. He's got upside if, if Zach Wilson's going to target him, but I want to see before I trust him. Uh, Mostert, you know, I don't know what's going on in Miami. You know, one week it's one, one week it's the other. Uh, there's just no trust there. So, yeah, I'll go Singletary as mm-hmm. well. You know, his upside's kind of all over the place, but, you know, the usage is going to be there. So I'll uh, I'll lean on that. All right. And that takes us here over to our final start sit option and still in the flex we have a half point ppr aj Dillon versus the patriots jeff wilson versus the rams and i guess it's Jam- is it jamal williams against seattle yeah and i think he's the one i'm going with you know oddly enough um you know detroit wants to run the ball swift is uh, they've uh, they said he's out yet i don't i feel like i don't think it's official but i think it's leaning that way yeah. it's expected that he's going to miss a couple weeks but 
I don't think they've officially ruled yeah, him out just that's yet. That's what I thought. So definitely stay tuned. So yeah, I'll go with him because I'm, I'm pretty sure Swift's going to be out. They want to run the ball, get plenty of work. Seahawks defense, not great. Um, where Jeff Wilson's getting plenty of work, but Rams defense, pretty tough. You know, that could end up being a low scoring game. Could be a high scoring game too. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just feel a little bit safer with Jamal Williams. Um, and then AJ Dillon, you know, splitting the backfield has a tougher matchup against the Patriots. Um, that's an easier one to, to set aside. Yeah, I agree. And you probably just picked up Jamal Williams this week, unless you were stashing him. So feels weird to plug him in, you know, on top of some of these guys that you were playing probably the last few weeks, but I agree. It's Jamal Williams, you know, barring Deandre Swift coming back and playing, even if Swift plays for some reason though, and is like limited, still think Jamal is the one a there. Um, and you know, with AJ Dillon and, and AJ and Aaron Jones, I, I don't think we've seen both of them produce in the game. I think it's been every other, they've been alternating back and forth as to who's like the guy and who is kind of the you know decent output. Uh, so I don't know that I would want to mess with that. I mean, obviously a lot of upside there for that offense that, you know, we could see that be a blowout against the Patriots and, and a, you know, depleted offense on the other side. Jeff Wilson, clearly the number one back, um, but we saw the offense sputter a little bit. Good Rams defense. So I, I kind of want to see it there as well. So yeah, pretty easily Jamal Williams here for me. Okay. So, like you said, that takes care of our start set questions. We'll move over to some trade questions here. Uh, Will Dynasty 10 teams Superflex PPR? Um, some big names here DK Metcalf and Devonta Smith or T. Higgins and a 23 first. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it looks like Higgins is probably the most valuable this year, I think. You know, most, I mean, no, it would say most powerful offense, but Eagles are playing well and Devonta Smith's being used. Um, we don't know where that first is going to be, right? But you know, barring that being the one of one, I think that's probably the least valuable asset of the bunch here. Like each of these players is going to command more than a single first, you know. And until we get to the draft itself, when the one on one maybe has that value, so I'll take the the Metcalf and Smith side, especially here in a dynasty league. Um, yeah, Metcalf maybe a little iffy this year, definitely still producing, but. Upside, you know, probably at a low when it comes to buying him. So imagine that it'll go up when they eventually get a a better quarterback. Yep, I agree. All the same reasons. I don't think there's anything to really say. Like, it feels like you hit on both Metcalf and Devonta Smith. I don't think you want to exchange one of them for a first and just roll the dice again, um, given they're younger. So, yeah, I'll stick with those two as well. All right, another dynasty one here for us: Christian Kirk or James Robinson, both on Jacksonville, full PPR, and noted that it is a team that is rebuilding, so likely not contending this year. Yeah, and I think that makes all the difference. Um, straight up, I'd, I'd probably go James Robinson based on what we've seen, and, and you know the fact that he's a running back. But you know, as a rebuilding team, I think I'd rather take Kirk. Um, James Robinson, you know, they, they've they've drafted another running back. With ETN there, he hasn't shown up yet, but, you know, if he does, then he's going to be the one that gets all the work because, mm-hmm. you know, J-Rob doesn't have any draft capital behind him. Um, where Kirk went and got paid. They went and got him, and, you know, he's been looking good and doing a lot for that offense. So I think as a rebuilding team, I'd want Kirk. Yeah, I agree. The only caveat I'd say here is if the team has Kirk already, I would keep Kirk. If the team is, has Robinson, 
I feel like you might be able to get more the way James Robinson's playing than a Christian Possible, Kirk. Possible, yeah. Maybe you look to try to get some draft pick value. I mean, Kirk's solid, good young receiver, right? So not a bad trade. But I feel like the way he's playing, um, and obviously there's risk that we have Travis Etienne come in and take some of the work away and take some of the value away. So maybe this is a good time to be trading him. But yeah, I think yeah, I like I like the trade, you know, like Christian Kirk side. But yeah, if you have James Robinson, I wouldn't mind looking into maybe getting some more draft capital as a rebuilding team. Yeah, so speaking of ETN there, uh last dynasty question, PPR, ETN or Brandon Ayuk, straight up. Yeah, and I think this is probably the flip side of that, right? ETN's value's down, but I think I would absolutely want the ETN side here. If I'm the ETN side, I'm I'm definitely trading for more than Ayuk or holding until his value goes up if you really want to get rid of him. If I'm the Ayuk side, I'm definitely jumping on that, uh, especially maybe after Ayuk's looked you know, good for a you know, game or two so far this year. Um, I think ETN is way more built-in value as, as we move along. Yeah, agreed. Barring a situational change for Ayuk and that situation not being Trey Lance come in and, you know, actually mm-hmm. be good, but, you know, Debo leaving or Ayuk going to a different team, I think what we've seen is probably a ceiling. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, ETN, his ceiling is sky high. You know, they want to get him involved in the pass catching game. Um, so he could be, you know, elite running back in this league. So, yeah, I would definitely rather take the shot there than, than sit with an Ayuk. All right, so it brings us over to our redraft trades. We have first 10-team PPR, Lamar Jackson and Rashad Penny, or Devontae Adams, Hollywood Brown, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, so uh, this one is an interesting one, uh, given how Lamar Jackson and Russ are playing. Um I think I'm taking the Adams side. You know, you're getting a you know a top guy in Adams. You're getting a real good guy in Hollywood, and then Russell Wilson. Like, I believe he'll turn it around eventually. I don't know if it's going to be this week or next week, but I'd, I'd like to believe he's going to turn it around. Um, and then you know, Lamar Jackson could stay on fire, and then Penny. I don't know what you do with Penny. There's going to be some weeks you could be happy starting him, and some weeks you aren't. So um, it very well could really just end up being Lamar as the only legitimate starter you can trust, and then. Adams, Hollywood, and Ross. Um, so I, I'll stick with the side that gets all the pieces there. What about you? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, Adams is easily the most important part of this trade. And I think we are not ones to really go out and trade for quarterbacks just because of how easily they can be streamed. Um, you're getting Russ back, so buying Russ low. And, you know, still being able to stream someone else, probably. Adams and Hollywood is just, you know, it's too much value to get back. Um, so if I'm from the Lamar side, I'm definitely making the trade. But uh, I would you know, not be looking to make this move if I'm the Adams and Hollywood side. Perfect. And the last question here, Will, 12-team PPR, A.J. Brown or A.J. Dillon and Juju? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think through the first few weeks, you know, we've seen A.J. Brown be pretty highly utilized. Um, so I think it's probably close to a fair trade. Uh, I like the AJ Brown side. I think it's just, you know, the two for one, usually you're happy getting the two, the the one, because you know, you're able to go pick somebody up. So the trade really kind of looks like a two for two. So you open up that roster spot. 
Um, AJ Dillon, Juju solid, you know, especially getting the running back in Dillon. You know, you have a chance that he becomes lead option if Aaron Jones goes down. Um, but I I like getting that top guy in, in AJ Brown, especially seeing how he's utilized and how the offense is playing right now. Same. And uh, like you said, if AJ or if Aaron Jones went down, this is more comparable to me because you're going to have a you know running back one against a uh, you know assumed you know wide receiver one you know maybe high end mm-hmm. two by the end of it um, plus a juju so that would be more comparable but as as things stand now yeah I definitely want you know the more elite side of AJ Brown um, than a you know running back two and a dart throw at a wide receiver position and uh, bonus for you here any of the recent dynasty trades that went down here it looks like just the last few days. Um, of note to you, it looks like a few of them may be in a little lopsided, but in general, any of them you know, stand out to you, even the more ones that just went down today? Um, so, yes, uh, we had Amon Ra get traded for a second and a fourth. That is beyond stupid. Um, so it was Amon Ra and a second. Oh, and fourth. a second. For IU. Oh, what am I? Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. Yes, I misread. I think that. I got out of the trades. That one was probably one of the most fair. That I is mean, looking at everything. Still is, yeah. I mean, the, the, you can kind of throw the fourth away, right? Yeah. So, so dropping down from a first to a second. Yeah. To get, you know, and then you're basically trading Ayuk and Samuel for Amon Ra. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's solid. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mostly because of the first, because I know the team giving up Amon Ra's in a rebuild. I'd rather have Amon Ra in a rebuild than probably Ayuk and Curtis Samuel, but the first helps that out. Yeah, and the team that's getting Amon Ra kind of retooling, but you know, we'll see how how good that team is. So the rebuilding team could luck into us, you know, another early first round pick, which is helpful. Yeah, and then we had uh, Crowder and Lockett for Mac Jones, Allen Robinson, and a second. Um, I don't. Yeah, twenty four seconds. A yeah, a little bit away, further away. Um, I, I guess I'm on that side with the second. Like Crowder, I really don't care about Mac Jones. I don't care about. So it's like it becomes Lockett for Allen Robinson in the second. I I'm fine. I'd probably take down Robinson side. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I think I take down Robinson side as well. I mean, Crowder doesn't do much for me. I feel like Robinson and Lockett are fairly close. I mean, you could argue Lockett's a little bit ahead of him, but you're basically getting Mac Jones in a second for free in, in that case, or those two to take that maybe slight downgrade from Lockett to Robinson. Yeah, that's fair. Um, next one here, we had uh, Akers, a Renfro, and a first for Josh Jacobs and Mike Evans. Um, that's probably... Fair. I think I said that was fair when I first saw it. Now I'm kind of looking at it, questioning it a little bit. Um, it's interesting because we actually traded Mike Evans and Josh yeah, Jacobs yeah, yeah. to this team, who then, in a subsequent trade, changed the same two. Yeah, I felt like that was fair when I first looked at it. I don't know anymore. Like Josh Jacobs to Cam Akers, you know, given Akers is looking better every week, seems more like a win for the Akers side. Um, you know, Evans to Renfro is clearly going to be Evans. But thinking long term, mm-hmm. you don't know what his quarterback situation is going to be next year. Um, and I'm not sure first, like, I feel like a first is, I mean, maybe it makes it fair. 
between the two, Hunter and a first mm-hmm. for Mike Evans. But then, you know, that, you know, I, I said I like Cam over Jacobs. So, yeah, I guess I'm on the Cam side. Yeah, I think so as well. I think the first puts it over. It's it's close. And I think you need the first, right? Because Cam and Jacobs is probably pretty close. And Evans is a good step above Renfro. So that first is what I think evens it out. Um, but yeah, I like that side, especially for a team that I think is retooling. You know, that, that team has some younger players there. So really continuing to acquire some younger players and, and first round picks. Yeah, then the the other one that happened within the Big week. One. Yeah, that was uh, Zeke Gesicki, a first and a second. Second being in 2024 for uh, CMC, Mo Alley-Cox, and two fourths, one of which being in 2024. So, like, don't really care about the fourths. Um, yeah, and Mo Alley-Cox is, I mean, I guess you can say it's a slight downgrade, but I think Gesicki's pretty high ahead of yeah. him. So I think it's really Zeke Kosicki in the picks for McCaffrey, which, you know, it's a decent haul for CMC, but I feel like, you know, we'd seen him going for much more than that. Yeah. Zeke just hasn't shown enough to warrant that spot. Like you swap out Zeke for a young running back um, or even younger, like Montgomery, I'd probably be happy with, you know, acre, you know, whatever Zeke being older, mm-hmm. you know, declining year over year. doesn't, doesn't really do it for me. So, yeah, I'll uh, stick with the CMC side there. Awesome. Well, a couple bonus ones there for us. Yeah, absolutely. And there's uh, those bonus trades. That's going to wrap us up. So uh, good luck in week four, everyone. Tune in next week for another waiver show and another start sit show. And until then, trust your board.